happy Latinx Hispanic Heritage Month. I am Isabella Regosa, an editor and producer with 10 years of experience in music journalism. Cloudbar is an educational platform that seeks to offer information and resources to our SoundCloud creative community where we feature key executives, artists, managers, and influencers as panelists. So we are happy to present our special keynote uh, for this evening today, which is we are featuring Kids of Immigrants. And I'd like to introduce you to co-founder of Kids of Immigrants, Daniel Bueso, and Debbie Gonzalez, stylist and creative director for the clothing brand. How are you guys doing? Doing really Hi, good. Hello. Hi. Awesome. Thank you so much for uh, joining. We were just briefly having a conversation. Like, uh, I I'm in Bushwick right now in Brooklyn. Um, I think that that's your, your hometown, Danielle. Yeah. Um, so I was telling my boyfriend yesterday that I was doing these really cool interviews and I mentioned, yeah, you know, and I'm, and I'm speaking with uh, kids of immigrants and I was explaining, uh, to him the, like everything that I, you know, who I was talking to. And then he's like, oh, look, there's kids of immigrants. And I was, and there was like these, this, this people rocking the kids of immigrants. So I was like, exactly. That's it. So that was like really cool. <laughs> I was like, yep, I'm speaking to them tomorrow. So that was in yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah, in Brooklyn, in Bushwick specifically. Wow, so um, I want to hear about uh, your brand, your your company, you know, um, and and if you can just please, first of all, before we get into that, if you can just please uh, tell us a bit about your background, where you come from, um, how'd you guys meet, all of that stuff. Um, so my name is Daniel Boizo. As you, as you mentioned, I'm a kid of an immigrant, of course, too. My parents are from Honduras, mother and father. I was born and raised in Brooklyn, in Bushwick, and I moved to LA in 2014. So I have six years here, and that's, uh, that's I worked at a retail store called Opening Ceremony, and that's where I, I met Debbie. She was a customer there. And um, yeah, that's pretty much how we met. I don't, I don't know how deep we want to get into it. Maybe Debbie could talk about herself first. I'm Debbie Gonzalez, and I'm um, a kid of an immigrant as well. And my both my parents are from Mexico, uh, Michoacan, and then Mexico City. And um, I guess how we met was, like he said, through opening ceremony. And it was that it was that moment, kind of like when. Selena goes into the store and, you know, every time I go into the stores, I kind of feel weird, you know? And then for the first time I, I felt like, oh, he's not like judging me based on what I'm wearing. He's not like, you know, I just felt really good energy and I felt like family on like straight up. And yeah, that's kind of how we connected. And it's, it's really full circle. I don't know if you want to tell the story. Should I tell this? You're, I think Danny's better at it. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we met in 2014, and at that time, uh, I started working with a with a brand new emerging artist, Kehlani, um, which that's like, it was all SoundCloud-based. I think it was mm -hmm. her first project, and it was um, it, my best friend who I moved here with, David Ali, was managing her. And we were really, it was really like the, the dollar in a dream story because we were some broke 20 year olds um, just in LA trying to figure it out. And um, he, he found Kehlani and he was like, yo, I really believe in her. I had no idea what that meant. You know, he, you know, just as far as like where, 
her trajectory and where she's at now, you know, six years ago. So, you know, he believed though, he saw something that I supported him. I didn't know how to support his dream because his, his vision was his vision. And I was just like, yo, you're, you're, my, you're my best friend, whatever. However I could support, I'm here. And um, he would show me her SoundCloud and he would show me like how many streams she was getting. And this is, you know, before I knew anything about this. So, um, you know, SoundCloud was really an introduction for me as far as music and streaming and being able to get on a platform uh, as, as, as a no, you know, at the time, like Kehlani, you know, didn't have a following. So almost like as a, as just a, a girl with a passion to sing and, you know, who loved R&B, uh, the way, you know, SoundCloud really like changed her life, which then changed my life. Um, and that's when I started, I uh, started off with styling her and then tour managing her and then pretty much doing everything. We're a really small team. Uh, we weren't getting paid anything. Um, we were just doing it because we, we loved each other as friends and we believed and it was some of the toughest years, but also some of the best years of my life. Um, so I met Debbie my first day at work, actually at opening ceremony. And about a year later, uh, I left tour. I mean, tour finished. I, I literally traveled the whole entire country and went back to a nine to five to get paid. I don't know, like 13, $14 an hour. I forgot what was the pay. I went back to work because tour was over, met Debbie again, you know, and she's like, how you been? I was like, I've been good. And I started explaining to her a little bit about Kehlani and, and she was like, yo, um, I just heard about her or something like that. And she said, and I was like, she was like, hey, if you guys, you know, need anything, I'm here. And I was like, let's get coffee this week. Um, and then that coffee turned into like, hey, I need you tomorrow. We have to, we had a show for Revolt TV. And um, this is this is a great story. The budget was $150 for Kehlani and her two dancers for wardrobe. And that's three people, and that's including, including service fee. Uh -huh. And it was just, it was just those times, you know, it was, and I told Debbie, can you, can you do it? And she was like, like $150 for what? And I was like, for everything. <laughs> and we figured it out. And after that day, Kehlani loved Debbie. Um, and we just, it just didn't stop after that. Obviously the budgets grew. It wasn't no longer $150 budgets, but it was just, it was really like, for me, it was just like very pure moments because you know, none of it was for money. Everything was pure passion. It was pure family. It was like us, you know, just being excited to be there. And, you know, following that, you know, she dropped her second project, then her album. And uh, I ended up getting off tour and to start Kids of Immigrants, but Debbie stayed on tour and pretty much traveled the, wor the world with Kaylani. I love it. I love I love the story how it started with, you know, Kehlani like managing, you know, just like DIY, but then bringing an artist that is like now, you know, just one of our top and favorite of SoundCloud. And, and you know, you guys were the team to develop and also lead her to, to her success. But at the same time, you know, it also led you guys to create 
a really amazing brand and I definitely want want to hear about that as well like what what led you to create a brand kids of immigrants like how how did that become the the business when you decided to to make it yeah I feel like for us that I, I tell it to Kehlani and David all the time like they changed my life I saw uh, a group of people with a dream and a vision. And I, like I said, I didn't understand David's vision when he said, yo, she's going to be big. We're going to travel the world with this girl. I'm like, bro, I, I, don't, I got like $5 in my pocket. I don't know what you're talking about, but sounds good. And, you know, I saw two people dedicate themselves to their craft and not only change their lives, but change everyone's life around them. And I remember it was, I think it was her album tour, Sweet Sexy Savage, and um, everyone was getting ready for tour. And I told David, like, I'm not going to go on tour. I, I want to stay. I want to stay home. And I think, you know, it was it was funny because he was like, bro, I'm going to pay you double or triple of what you ever got paid. And, you know, this is the time to come on tour. <laughs> and I was just like, at that point, I just felt like if I didn't stay home and and worked on this on on kids of immigrants. I was like, I I almost don't take. I'm taking for granted everything that I learned on being on the road with you for two years. Like I learned so much. I learned uh, every every so much of what I do now. I learned from being on the road with David and Kehlani. And even though it's music and this is fashion and a brand and etc. There, there's so many things that relate you know, to one another. And then ultimately to, to be a, become an entrepreneur, you know, and become a business owner. Um, and I, I, as soon as I left, uh, Wella, who was my co-founder, um, he moved, had moved to LA and kids and immigrants is something that we, he first mentioned to me in 2013. And at the time I was living on in Hoover and Pico and like basically the Pico union area in LA. And it's nothing but immigrants there, you know, and I love that area because it, it felt like a community. Like, you know, you go to the, to the, you know, corner store, you go to the supermarket, it's all the same people. My building was just all families. And um, I think then there's MacArthur Park, which was not too far away. And we would see all the street vendors and that was just so motivating and inspiring. Cause me as Hondureño, when I see, you know, any of these Central American families or what I see as entrepreneurs, like street vendors, they know their supply and demand. They know what location and what time they need to be there. It's, it's, it's very, they're, they're, they're just as smart, you know, as any other entrepreneur. So when I saw that, it was just super inspiring. And that's when the name Kids and Immigrants came back up and we we're like, yo, that's who we are. This mm -hmm. will never change. And I think for us, like, I love fashion. I, I love dressing, designer shit, but it, it doesn't mean anything to us. You know, after 10 years of doing it and it's like, I've been wearing, I say this all the time, but I've been wearing polo my whole life. I, I've never been on a horse. So <laughs> we're wearing all these heritage brands, but they don't represent us, you know? So it was like, we wanted to create a brand that truly represents who we are. You know, this was like pre-Trump era. This was you know, and that it's everything now makes so much more sense. But it was just amazing to have that, 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 just, just that feeling like, yo, this is what we got to do right now. We got to do something that represents us, that means something to us, that 
you know, not only looks cool, but it's like, nah, this is also who I am. You know, my name is not Ralph Lauren. My name is not Louis Vuitton or any of those things, you know, and I love it and I wear it because, you know, materialism is, you know, the world that we live in. But, you know, we want to just create something that that we can be proud of and our parents can be proud of and then our future generations can be proud of, too. That is so dope. You just you just answered my next question, which was how how was how has a being a kid of an immigrant affected or impacted you to you know create this brand? And I mean, you just answered that, and I've I've never really thought of it like, hey, what are you rocking? What are you wearing? Like, does this really represent you? Did the the people uh, that created this did they have like you in mind? You know, like as as a person rocking this item. And, and I definitely think that Kids of Immigrants is a super powerful just a statement in general because you're taking pride of where you come from and you're acknowledging your roots. I mean, I'm, I'm a kid of an immigrant as, of immigrants as well, so that definitely does really resonate and, and that you, you've created the, the brand before the, the Trump era. And I think that that was such an important, uh, I guess, moment because it was the moment where we all... Uh, at least, you know, first generation, second generation, you know, ki kids, um, you know, us, we needed to come together. And, and it's sort of like, a, uh, it's in a way building solidarity with everyone that is that is like us that have our experiences. So I definitely think that that's a really powerful thing. Yeah, thank you. I think, I mean, what inspired us and, you know, how our parents impacted us, I think it like, you know, our parents, me and Debbie always talk about this and she could share more about this, but you know, we, we were never looked at, we never thought we could be creative. Like it was, you know, as our parents worked so hard and they wanted us to be some, you know, a nurse, a lawyer, a doctor, a teacher, uh, something in that professional world. So me and her always share stories about how, you know, sometimes our parents still don't know what we do and the way they look at it as as big as we may think it is and like, wow, this is working out. This is amazing. And, you know, they still, you know, they, they have somewhat of a clue four years later, but they're still like, uh, OK, well, that you look like you're still playing games with life, you know, so <laughs> I mean, Debbie could share more on that. Yeah, I think. And like Danny mentioned, we, we always talk about this because we're it's, it's one of the biggest reasons we stay so so humble and what keeps us grounded is like knowing that our family, our parents, you know, are, we're, we're in these spaces where we're not, where we're just by ourselves, you know, we're the only brown people, we're the, you know, in these spaces and it's like, there should be more of us. And so um, that having that, just remembering like where we come from and and knowing that we got, you know, families and, and, and and generations, you know, on our backs to, to carry forward is is a big reason. And and just finding representation, I think, is is important, especially like in the music and fashion industry for a long time. Like I've been in it for 10 plus years. And, you know, sometimes it, it's competitive and, and there wasn't, you know, that 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 person or those people that that would give you the hand or like make that connection or you know help you just come up because it was competitive and it's like um i think a lot of it and what we do is just making sure that we bridge those gaps and making sure that you know people are seen and heard and that we find pride in in, in who we are like mm -hmm. we're we're kids immigrants you know and like we always talk about um finding pride and like or those moments that you remember of like 
being embarrassed to have certain things like certain type of food at school or like you know and it's just like this this is this is like a flag this is like it's pride you know it's it's like finding um finding joy and like that beauty in in our struggle so yeah and and i i think it's also really cool because it's it's not just like a brand it's more about uh solidarity it's about like a unity it's about building community and i think it's about support it's about identifying who who is like you and and i definitely do think that uh, what you guys just said, it, it, it's uh, is really beautiful uh, that that you took something like that you just sport every day, that you rock every day, and you made something uh, meaningful. Like you you've inserted some some uh, like like you said, like you're uh, una bandera, right? And 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 I think that that's really awesome because it, it, it's a positive statement and it's a, it's, it's a powerful statement for for people that share um, our particular stories and backgrounds and 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 our paths, which is not you know the same as uh you know being in the industry you know like i'm one of the very very few latinas in the industry um and and just having that um uh connection you know and and and, and finding our people i think that that's really cool hey we're back um i'm happy and i was saying that i i think it's really fascinating how you converted um a, a a style a brand into something more more significant more powerful that we you know we can take ownership that builds community uh so i also just wanted to ask like what is your company ethos what are what what is it what is it the, what is the most important thing that you want to convey to people seeing rocking kids of immigrants um obviously with the name it, it is representation um, my, my, my background is social work. That's what I graduated for. And so uh, that's always been very important for us. It's been the community part of it. It's been the upliftment and the empowerment part of it. So for us, it's, it's product with purpose. It's, there's, you know, we just don't want to make something because it's a cool design and because it, it looks feel good or whatever it is. So for us, it's been about empowering our people. Um, and and you know as cliche as this may sound it's literally spread love and spark creativity so we want to show creative ways to be for, for us we started this brand my co-founder wella did everything by thrifting pieces you know um, we didn't have any capital we didn't have any money to really start this company but we did everything and i think for us that we we showed with this company how valuable is culture capital you know how valuable it is to to say you know for us me being from the hood it's like it always looks like the the the, the grass is greener on the other side but to be honest us you know latinos and people of color we are the culture you know what we say is cool is what the world think is cool and th there's been so much we we've been able to gain so much culture capital before we even had became any type of profitable business so we want to like show that to people want to you know a lot of the work that we do is in schools and we work with different art programs and different youth programs because um, for us it's important it's 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 not good enough to be here in this position in this platform being interviewed by by soundcloud and by you isabella if we can't tell our people they could be here too you know and i think that's really important for us it is that representation it is that empowerment and with that empowerment really saying like hey you can do this too 
um, as a company continues to grow and evolve, we, we're getting more into the community side. Debbie's been leading some of the, the voting initiatives and the educational part of, of that, as well as just continuing to be, for me, my passion, you know, reason why I went to school for social work has been the youth. So I'm just, that's, that's where my heart is at because I, I, I kind of use myself as a rule of thumb. Like, what did I need when I was 16 years old? I wasn't a bad kid, but I was always in a bad position. Um, and I, I, didn't, I didn't think I was, you know, necessarily wanting to do wrong things, but that's all I really had in front of me. So I think for us, all those are really important when we when we when we talk about creating something, when we talk about creativity, when any event or any company that approaches us is like, how will how is this going to benefit our community? Mm -hmm. um, once we have that, then you know the the creativity part is just flows, you know. So th these are just very important things for us. That is, you know. It's, it's amazing because it all makes sense now. But when we first started four years ago, people were like, like a lot of my close friends was like, I don't think that's going to work. You know, are you guys a nonprofit? And I'm like, no, <laughs> not. But, it, you know, just because we're not a nonprofit doesn't mean that we can't be, we can't use this platform to uplift our people. That is super beautiful. I love it. And thank you again for doing what you do. Uh, we have one question from uh, one of the chat um, users, and they're asking, at what point did you feel like the brand has made it? Was there a specific moment that you remember? Um, I think, I, I mean, uh, like Debbie said, we stay, we stay humble. Um, as far as I made it, I mean, I, I knew we made it from day one, you know, that's just something, that's just a conviction you gotta have, that's a vision that you gotta have, that you gotta know we, we made it. There was definitely moments that confirmed that feeling prior. I mean, and I think, you know, I think within like six months, we did something with like Nike. And I was like, yo, we don't, I don't even, like, how is Nike hitting us up? Um, uh, I think, you know, we, we have our shoe coming out next month. You know, that's that's gonna be our first shoe collaboration with Vans. I think that's a, that's a that's definitely a moment that we're like, wow, we're, we're here hitting these milestones. Um, I think the main thing for us is when we actually work with our own people, when we are able to hire our people, we're able to help our people, when we get people that are truly inspired by us, that to me is like, we, we, we doing what we said we came to do. We doing, you know, God's work. We doing why, you know, we, we're serving our purpose beyond like a brand. I think, you know, I, I you know, I know we're in a we're in a box of streetwear, but I don't really look at us that way. You know, I think you know sometimes I get excited. I'm like, yeah, we got the hottest shit in the streets. Like, don't get me wrong, but also like when 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 people come up to us and tell us how inspired, or sometimes people really say, yeah, I changed my life and the way I look at myself and the pride I take from being a kid of an immigrant from whether it's you know, uh, Nigeria, Liberia, the, you know, the islands, South America, Central America, wherever, you know, um, Japan, wherever that may be, you know, I think that right there, that's like, wow, we literally said we were gonna do this five years ago and it's happened. Incredible. Uh, I'll ask two, two more questions. Uh, and you recently mentioned uh, you you just partnered up with Vans, which is incredible. I think that, that that's such a huge achievement as well. Uh, your shoe releases on October 2nd, correct? Um, 
I'd also like to know uh, how the collaboration happened. Um, how's the shoe gonna look like? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even think I was supposed to say that yet, but I said it. So, it was all <laughs> but that we announce everything next week. Uh, the shoe, everything will have its own uh, announcement, and we will announce that sometime mid next week. Um, and that just happened, you know, between uh, Vans and uh, this this company called Greenhouse that put it together and. It's been it's been a process. It's been over a year, so we're happy to finally release this shoe. You know, I think we've also moved forward. We we got so many more things coming up that we're excited about this shoe, and we're also like, there's so much more work to do. You know, I think I, I think they said the reward to good work is more work. So that that's kind of yeah. like where we're at, right? Word. <laughs> that is a fact. Uh, so a question. Um, our final question is from uh, one of our users um, on the chat, they're asking, uh, Daniel, Debbie, if you could each send a message for your younger selves first starting off in the industry and pursuing your dreams, what would be your token of advice? Good question. That, that's great, because that, going back to like what Daniel said and just just reminiscing on, on like the things that I would have done differently, not necessarily differently, but like the things that I would have like felt more um, like um, inspired by, I think it's 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 like remembering as a kid, like just feeling free and like not 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 being scared to like you know believe in yourself and and really being curious and wanting to try to try like anything. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's like such a kid like um, characteristic that we kind of. Um, lose lose touch of or we get caught up you know and i think um just following as cliche as it is like just following your heart and there's so many tools out there and so many people even more so now than when we started so like people are open to helping you out people will reach a handout if you just you just put it out there in the universe um i think you'll you'll be surprised how much um you will attract so yeah yeah, I, I, I'm with, with Debbie, follow your dreams. And, and if anything, one thing I would tell myself is like, dream bigger, you know, it, it's possible. And I think some of the things that um, I don't regret my journey at all, but I just wish I believed in myself more. It's hard, especially for kids and immigrants to believe in themselves in creative fields. I think we just, for, for the majority, we have just a a different relationship with our parents. Like, I didn't grow up with my parents telling me, you can be whatever you want to be in life. It was more like, you better get a job, go to school, yeah. get your shit together, and like, buy a house. So I think, like, you know, I had to kind of unlearn a lot of things and learn a lot about myself. I think self-awareness is very important. Like, really, like, who am I? I think you should write down your dreams. And that's for something that I would tell myself, too. Like, write down everything you want to do. Um, and, and how are you working on it every day? You know, we're, we're all essentially all the same. I think what separates us is our habits. So it's like, what are you really doing every single day? We all got 24 hours. Where is that 24 hours going to? And then that, that'll tell you a lot about yourself and a lot of things. And, and remove doubt and shame and guilt 
from where you're at in life. You, we can't, you can't move forward if you feel like I need to be there. I need to be over here. Now be here present right now. And I think that'll be a good start. And I don't know whether it's read books or listen to podcasts. None of those books or things could tell you how to live your life, but they can help you and inspire you and influence you, you know, to find your own path because it's only your path. You know what I mean? So I can't tell you how to do it, but you got to figure it out for yourself and truly believe in yourself to, you know, even if, to believe in a way that even if you can't see it or, or feel it, just believe that you're exactly where you need to be and, and you're going to get there wherever you're supposed to be. That is super powerful. I love it. And thank you guys for joining. I think that what you guys are doing is incredible. I'm very happy to have spoken with you and for you to share what your ethos and your mission is about, what you guys represent. Um, it's a fascinating story. And De Debbie and Daniel, again, gracias, un abrazo. Thank you. Gracias. So that was Kids of Immigrants. And honestly, wow, I'm, I'm feeling just enlightened, enlightened by so many amazing conversations that were held today. Um, and for the next Cloud Bar, which will happen on October 15th, we will be discussing creators with a conscience. So definitely put that on your calendar and we'll see you until then. And thanks for tuning in. Ciao.